Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com If you're in a sassy mood, I'm not going to do this. I'm always in a sassy mood. I've got my sassy pants on. Hello and welcome back to Test Tube Baby. I don't know if he'll have included this in the edit, but Tristan just said that he's in a sassy mood and he's got his sassy pants on today. So you have been warned. Actually, you've, you've, you've got new, new not new pants, but new shorts on. Got new everything on. We'll come back to that. That can be a little, and over there in his new. Oh, you've ruined it now. Oh, the suspense. They're all going to know now. <laughs> It's what everybody listens to Test Tube Baby for. Like, yeah. what what is Miranda going to use to describe Tristan on today's episode? Well, you've had a sneak peek. If you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. And if you are an OG Test Tube Baby listener, we see you. We love you. Thank you so much. You have great strength of character and tenacity to still be listening at episode 27, 28. Ah, 20... Oh, no. Mr. Producer's just going to check. We should know this. 28. 28 there oh my god 28 oh we're gonna re- <gasps> should we do a special thing when we reach episode 30 what we what, what special though what I can don't we know. do um big ideas but what can we what, what is what leave it with me okay you've got a few weeks yeah no, oh, well, nothing's going to happen inevitably. Anyway, um, if you're enjoying the podcast, please do make sure to share it with anybody that you think might be interested, whether they are trying to conceive themselves, doing IVF, just really into oversharing TMI podcasts, whatever it may be, you can send them a link and we would love to get more people on board. So my name is Miranda Burns and over there wearing his new Winchester rugby kit is Tristan Hall. I'm not wearing the full kit. No. So I'm not sat in shorts, socks. <laughs> A shirt, gum shield. Do you wear? I forgot what they're called. Not shin defenders. Shin pads. Shin pads. No. When you no, that's a football thing. Yeah, because football you got feet and legs and stuff kicking around in the same place. Mm. Rugby is more like all body. Now, if you're new to our podcast family in Testy Baby, we chat through all things IVF and our current pregnancy, which, as it stands, is at twenty six weeks. Oh my God. I feel like every time I say it now, it's going to be followed with a, oh my God, because I can't believe it. 26 weeks. What a privilege. Uh, That's bonkers to me. But the point, I think when we reach 30 weeks, I will faint with excitement. I just, I can't, I can't comprehend that that's actually happened for us. It's crazy to think as well that, okay, 26 weeks, we've got 14 weeks left. Mm -mm. Where were we at 14 weeks? The point of beginning IVF to there didn't seem that long. That first trimester flew by. 14 weeks. We've got 14 weeks left. Yeah, but I think we'll have slightly less. 
depending on oh. how things develop. Oh, well, we'll cover that in today's episode. episode. Now, in true Tristan and Miranda style, there will be a whole lot of tangents, more than one euphemism, and inevitably we will expose and embarrass ourselves. Today's episode is all about IVF, induction, and our birth preferences. Obviously, every episode is about IVF, but I mean specifically the correlation between having an induced labour because you are an IVF pregnancy, which seems to be a little bit of a hot topic of conversation. Now, before we go any further, I just want to say that we're so grateful to even be having these conversations, you know, and as long as Squidge gets there safe and sound, that is all that matters. And obviously, we're going to, at the end of the day, adhere to whatever our consultant recommends that we do. However, a lot of people encourage you, the people within the medical world, to have an induction if you are an IVF pregnancy. Um, and Tr- Tristan and myself have a, we have we have opinions on this. Now, we are not doctors and our advice to you would always be to speak to a professional yourself, get the facts. Everyone's different. People have had IVF for different reasons and all of that kind of comes together to make these big final decisions about how your baby is born and how they get here safely. So yeah, please, please, please speak to your doctor. Um, but we just, we thought it was an important thing to cover because I've actually had quite a lot of women message me about it saying, oh, are you in the same boat? I'm being told I have to have an induction. Uh, so yeah, I just, I thought it was a, a necessary thing to discuss. So as you heard last week, we met with a consultant, not our consultant. That's a, if you want to hear about that one, just listen to episode 27. <laughs> but they were telling us that the NICE guidelines, and NICE is the, I don't even know what I would refer to it as. Oh, I don't even know what it stands for. National Institute of Coming... Uh, uh, I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. Miranda frantically Googles NICE. They're great biscuits as well. They are, I Yeah. What, they're coconut. They have coconutty taste to them. Yeah, do you know what? I, I think you're right there. They're great I, biscuits. I can't find an explanation. Apparent. Oh, the National Institute of Health and Care Excellence. Right. Okay. Where's the H? Niche. No. They can't have niche. <laughs> it can't. It can't be a, a national institute called niche. That doesn't work. That contradicts itself. Exactly. That's kind of. Not not for the not for the many for the few. So I I reckon that they've dropped the H for that very reason and made it nice because nice is a is a nice yeah there he goes. But they say that uh, IVF pregnancies should be treated the same as a normal pregnancy. So that yeah. is a pregnancy that has been conceived naturally. Once the whole IVF thing has been done, and I don't even know when it would start that they they regard it as that. Maybe mm. it's from a positive pregnancy test or is it from the heartbeat or is it from 12 weeks whenever it is though by the time you're getting to these later stages of pregnancy it should be treated the same as a normal pregnancy and that's not our words that is our consultant's words that she said is based on the nice guidelines or the niche guidelines now because i'm better than the consultant and i like to give you cold hard facts and academic research and papers I did do a little bit of research because I wanted to I wanted to find something concrete that I could read to you because for whatever reason, the nice guidelines, they were hiding from me when I researched this episode. So I did actually find a paper from an NHS university hospital, so over here in the UK. And the paper was entitled Induction of Labour at 40 Weeks in ART Pregnancies. Artificial Reproductive Technologies is what ART stands for. Uh, 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 uh. Not, not just a creative pregnancy. 
a create oh no not an art pregnancy <laughs> a, a, a pregnancy that when baby was um, I was about to say consumed when baby was conceived, conceived get the words right Miranda paint was used don't know how that would work oh well then you're just not imaginative enough are you well, we're an IVF pregnancy so <laughs> <laughs> that side of things and whatever you know. let me let me read this to you so it says Pregnancies resulting from the use of artificial reproductive technologies or art are associated with an increased risk of adverse obstetric and perinatal outcomes, constituting a high-risk approach to management, hence why we're at high-risk pregnancy. The increased adverse outcomes encountered by this group have largely been attributed to the underlining subfertility and maternal factors, so old age, obesity, uterine anomalies. I wanted to say abnormalities, but I was reading anomalies and my brain, like my baby brain just went, yeah, I glitched then. Um, And multiple gestation. So obviously I'm guessing that means twins rather than the infertility treatment itself. So. That is the same as the ICSI versus IVF argument. Yes, isn't it? It feels so familiar. Because people say that ICSI has a higher risk of complications with baby. However, chances are that that higher risk is because you're doing ICSI in the first place. Exactly. Because there's something that's an issue that means you need to do ICSI in the same way that because you're needing to do IVF, naturally there is a factor amongst your journey to conception that is also playing a part in when baby arrives. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I know. Which makes so much sense. Doesn't it just? Now, I will, I will say that this this paragraph that I've taken slightly, I guess, contradicts the NICE guidelines, because the NICE guidelines are saying they should be treated um, as though they're the same as a normal pregnancy. But I suppose if I could find the NICE guidelines, I'm sure we could delve a little bit deeper. And what probably is going on is exactly what Tristan said, which is that if you're having an IVF pregnancy, you're more likely to just be a high-risk individual anyway, full stop, regardless of the, the science that's been involved to conceive the baby. So, It depends, like I said right at the beginning, very much on why you had IVF treatment in the first place. Is it because you were older? Is it because you have blocked tubes? There's so many different factors. Is it male factor infertility? And actually, the kind of mechanics of your body are fine. All of these things have to be taken into account. So what we're trying to say is you have the power to say no to an induction if they, if the consultant that, you know, you're being treated by and being looked after by is using it as a blanket statement, i.e. IVF means induction. That is not the case. It's more, it's more, it's more complicated than that. And I understand why a consultant perhaps would want to induce because it lets them regain some control. You know, obviously IVF babies are massively sought after. There's been a lot of hard to get to the place where you're at a point where you're about to give birth so they don't want anything to go wrong and they they want to they want to protect you and they want to protect your child so if they could just do like a sort of a planned cesarean i think they probably would because they just know that they can get the baby out and everything will be okay now our consultant also mentioned there was a slight increased risk of the placenta's effectiveness Mm. dropping and this was based on what the hospital that we go to say this was not a nice guideline. This was not an NHS guideline. This was a, a theory that yeah, they just kind of a have. Theory, yeah, a theory that our hospital have around IVF babies. Now, everywhere is different. You'll know this if you've been to multiple different hospitals and different trusts, different countries even, you will have different guidelines in place. But our consultant seemed to think that the effectiveness and the efficiency of the placenta will drop beyond 40 weeks. Mm. Now, that is obviously quite a, a bold against statement. Um, it could be that, you know, 
perhaps one in five that happens in. Yeah. But that's enough to increase the risk and yeah. mean that they might want to get baby out earlier. So we are kind of on the side of if it's not a medical necessity to have that baby taken out. So if we are going to appointments at 38 weeks, 36 weeks, all these kind of later ones, and they're measuring Miranda and Miranda's okay and perhaps they're doing a later scan and checking the placenta's working. If at 40 weeks there is no sign that the placenta is dropping its effectiveness or growth is slowing down, I think that we would push on. Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. Um, my opinion is that I would quite like to avoid an induction if I can. Now, everyone's different and you might be listening thinking, oh, I really want to do an induction. It sounds like fun. I actually watched a vlog of a very famous YouTuber semi-recently uh, and she was induced and she said she like loved it. She loved her induction. And I was like, oh, okay, that's a different opinion. Um, but I personally, I you know, I think that so much has been controlled by science and, and doctors in the you know, in the journey and how, how we've got to this place, which has been great. I'm not criticizing them. They're absolute miracle workers. But it would be quite nice if there was one little part of the pregnancy that perhaps like we were in control of ourselves. Just, you know, just, just because that would be nice. Again, though, if they say it's dangerous, we're obviously going to do what's best for Squidge. But if I can avoid having an intervention, having the, the you know, the pessaries and some people even have to have a balloon. Have you heard about the balloon induction the thing? The balloon induction. They put this like balloon thing into you and it basically uh, expands really, really slowly. And I think it stretches your cervix. Yeah, I know. And then it, once your cervix is stretched enough, then they can um, break your waters. I know. Tris looks horrified. It's not horrifying. Lots of women go through it. It's absolutely fine. It's just one of the things that they can offer. But it's not something that I really yeah. want to go through if I can avoid it. I think it's the intervention stuff yeah. that is scary, isn't it? And it's as much as we are, you know, we, you know, we want to talk about the whole being natural thing. Our child is from science, but <laughs> that's a necessity. If we can avoid at the later stages, i.e. labour, having to have someone stepping in and inducing you. And there's all this stuff and they talked us through it. And obviously everywhere is different and every process is different. But she talked about having um, the gel, which yeah, yeah, yeah. stimulates like things to start working, pessaries. the hormone stuff. Yeah. yeah, And you have it every six hours. And I think they can do maybe three treatments within a 24-hour period. And if nothing happens then, you go away for 24 hours and then you come back. And then once they've broken your, they get to a stage where you're starting to have contractions. They then break your waters for you. And from breaking your waters, if baby isn't born in those next 12 hours, mm. they put you in for a C-section. Right. And this was the clincher for me because everything up until that point sounds quite laborious, to be honest. If the, if the induction works for you, then it's fine. You know, you could be done within like eight hours. But if it doesn't and it drags on and it's a three day ordeal going back and forth to the hospital and then you just end up having a C-section anyway, I think I would rather just have the C-section and avoid everything that, that comes before it. I mean, our consultant straight up offered us a C-section. Yeah, yeah. She, she was like, you can have one of those if you want. Yeah, right there, right here, right now. She was like, I can sign you up for one. We can, we can pick the date. You can have a C-section. I was like, whoa, that's what crazy. What do you think is the reasoning behind offering that? Again, I think it's a control thing. I think it's because, I'm going to stereotype here. I apologize in advance. But I think a lot of doctors are like this type A personality, aren't they? They're fixers, they're problem solvers. Um, they want to find solutions to things and they want to be in control. 
So I just I just feel as though the idea that they could let a woman who already has suffered infertility go into like a natural labor and not control that. I think that's not scares them, but I, I think it's slightly like unsettling for them. So if they had a patient who was like, yeah, sure, I'm up for a C-section. They're like, oh, fantastic. I have control over that. Date, time, consultant, sorted. I think the IVF thing really plays a part in that because both my sisters have had cesareans, They're both for their second pregnancies. So... My older of my two sisters, uh, she had a difficult first birth. Mm-hmm. And for the second one, she wanted a cesarean. And there was a little bit of pushback from the consultant, but yeah. they eventually managed to work around and getting into there. My second sister uh, had twins, and that was the decision they made, which was to be a cesarean because the twins were like so big inside yeah. her, right? So she was at like 36 weeks and was like just... just she was in a lot of pain. She was, she was struggling later on, so... She then had a cesarean, but in both cases, it wasn't just a first appointment, meet your consultant, and within five minutes, they offer you a C-section. It was appointment after appointment after appointment after mm. phone call, conversations, not arguments, but, you know... Pushing, pushing being forceful. For yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually, they were both offered C-sections. So I think it must be an IVF-based thing that they are like, we need to get this child out. Yeah. And if they're planning on inducing you at 40 weeks... As we said a few weeks ago, labour as a process is quite stressful for a baby and perhaps they want to just get baby out as quickly as they can yeah. and in the least stress way possible for both mum and baby. And I tell you what, if you are a team C-section, if you're like, no, I would rather go down that route, then use it to your advantage. It's, it's a great way to guarantee that you can have a cesarean. Assuming your consultant is pro that, I mean, ours clearly was, so I'm going to assume that a lot of people will be in the same boat, then absolutely, like, go go for that cesarean. Or indeed, if you want an induction, absolutely go for the induction. It's just basically, we're, we're kind of making this episode, I suppose, more for the people who don't want an induction, but want to know that there are other options and methods. And there are, okay? So for example, I said straight up to this consultant, I don't want to be induced. It's just not my preference. I'd rather not go through it. For personal reasons, I don't want to have it. And she said, okay, well, that's fine. What I would recommend is that around sort of like 38 weeks, you come in for a stretch and sweep. I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast knows exactly what a stretch and sweep is. But it's when you kind of uh, put your finger up in the cervix and you kind of wrap it around and you sort of stimulate the cervix and you try and I guess we'll stretch and sweep it a bit in in an attempt to stimulate it to start contractions so it loosens up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So I was like, yeah, okay, great, we can do that. And then outside of the doctor's room, me and Trish said, well, we'll try everything else as well that you, you are rumoured, you know, like the old wives' tales to try to stimulate um, labour. So spicy food. What are some of the other ones? Hanky panky. <laughs> I can't imagine you at 38 weeks <laughs> no, wanting it. There's no way. <laughs> We've been pregnant for a very long time, Randall. It's been off the cards for a very long time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, no, it is. Anyway. Maybe... It's a whole family thing that fish and chips works. Oh, yeah, that is a thing. Your sister had fish and chips and yeah. it started. Then. Any excuse for me to have a saveloy. So oh. I'm in battered sausage i only got introduced to a battered sausage about 10 months ago and it's changed my life that i put my name to that yeah that was me oh it was so good oh they're so yummy aren't Mm, they great battered sausage it makes sausages i mean sausages are amazing right yeah don't 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 get me wrong but if someone said to you this thing that you love it gets better (laughs) and you have it and it's oh they need to make vegetarian versions because i'm trying to eat a bit less meat and can you get Vegetarian batter? What's it? What's batter? No, made you're of? thinking vegan milk. Oh uh, yeah, 
Vegans, vegans can't have bad Yeah, the, the vegans sorry, can't. There's sorry, no guys. way to make this work. <laughs> How? Where on earth were we? Oh, sorry. Right, I got distracted by battered sausages. Um, so we're talking about the consultant. Yeah, so we're going to try everything that we can from 38 weeks because she basically said the induction would only have to start at 40 weeks anyway. So we have a little window. A lot of people go into spontaneous labor from 37 weeks because, you know, baby, I'm pretty sure is like almost completely fully formed at that point. I think they treat 38 weeks as term. Oh, is it? Okay, well, so there I, you go. I mean, I don't, don't, don't quote me on that. <laughs> we're not I doctors. <laughs> yeah, no, not doctor. But from thirty-eight weeks onwards, they're like, yeah, well, they we can stretch the sweep now. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that was their that was their comment. So that to us is the green light to you know pull in the raspberry tea and crack on the raspberry leaf tea. That's the other one I forgot. Classic. It's a taste of raspberry. I've, well, I've no, I haven't tried it because I don't want to induce them right leaves. now. It's the leaves of a raspberry tree. So it probably doesn't. Don't get me wrong. I love a raspberry, but. I've never looked at a raspberry bush and gone, mm, those leaves look nice. You yeah. don't like that. You, no, I'm not having that because I said that I wanted raspberries the other day and you were like, oh, they're just such a nothing fruit. So don't lie to impress everyone on the podcast that you like no, raspberries. No, no, no. I will have a raspberry. I just always prefer a strawberry. Yeah, no. As, as long as the strawberries are a good strawberry because when they're out of season, strawberries are one of the most average fruits ever. I would also say that a raspberry that's gone the same way past good as a strawberry has. So you know when strawberries go a bit mushy? Yeah. I would rather have a slightly mushy strawberry than a slightly mushy raspberry. I'd rather have a slightly mushy raspberry. They're too sour. Oh, you're just pussy, aren't you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm being really mean. Where's this come from? I don't know. I, you, your sassy pants, you took them off and now yeah. I'm wearing them. <laughs> you pull my pants down and put one yourself. Hey, I haven't. Haven't done that for a long time. Anyway, um, so back to the IVF and induction stuff. What I do want to say is... Always ask for another opinion. Um, we were fortunate in that once our consultant said to me, Why "Not just a random on the street." Oh no, a doctor. <laughs> a doctor. Excuse a doctor. me, sir. You <laughs> look like you uh, you know what a vagina is. Come in here, have a look at this. No, not just a random off the street. You're like head of midwifery. Your consultant midwife, like a different consultant. There are so so many options. Like, speak to somebody else um but yeah our consultant once she saw how horrified i looked at the fact that she was saying to me you have to be induced she then kind of backpedaled backtracked backpedaled pedal backwards she changed her mind <laughs> <laughs> and she said okay well you know you don't have to at the end of the day it is your choice it's your baby it's your body it's your choice those were her words so ask for that second opinion and if your team induction or plan cesarean anyway then go for it you do you boo and just on, yeah yeah, cr- yeah crack on one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare. that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I think before we wrap up as well, we should probably say what my preference actually is because we haven't touched on that yet. Yeah. yeah. Go on then. Well, I would really like a water birth. Oh, hippie. I don't, I'm, it's not that hot. It's not that hippie. I think, I think maybe 20 years ago, people were like, ooh, hippie. But now it's like yeah. standard. I don't know why there aren't more baths. I agree. In maternity wards. I agree because I think in our unit, there's not even that many rooms. I think I, I, I'm pretty sure in our labor ward, there's something like seven or eight rooms, which does scare what me a little bit. If- They're full. I don't know. Surely you just, surely they just let you. Surely they, they in can- the corridor? No, they weren't on the corridor. But where but would I mean, you like, go? Well, we are under the care of a consultant. We're a consultant-led pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So surely, if you are looking at triaging people, yeah, and you have a list in which there is a consultant-led pregnancy that is high risk versus a pregnancy that's just going to standard and had fine, like a fine time. Yeah. Fine time. <laughs> it's a fine, hmm. fine time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you have those two in front of you, I the triaging process, surely that would mean that you bring in the consultant-led and you send off yes. the other one to Scandover. Uh, assuming that the other one isn't already like in the room having unpacked, lying on the bed. They're not going to be like, right, you, you need to pack up your stuff and leave. Surely not. Wow. I don't know. Exactly, we, you don't know. Shall we ask midwife Sophie about this? Because I would quite like to get it cleared because it has been something that's playing on the back of my mind that we might rock up to... Think about that. Yeah, we might rock up to Winchester on the, I don't know, 4th of December. Ooh, putting it out there. And they say, sorry, I've got no room for you. There's no room at the inn. <laughs> it's December There's as well. stable at the back. You see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we drive a polo. We won't have a donkey. Um, so, <laughs> so we need to find that out. Anyway, I want a Little ward- polo, <laughs> little polo. Get us to the inn. You are carrying precious cargo. I think of car puns. Gear stick, wheel, boot. Oh, is there anything in the boot? Um. Uh, uh, just give no, up. it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> it was a nice first line. Sorry, <laughs> continuing what you're saying. So yeah, I want a water birth. Uh, my mum had a water birth with my younger sister, and Emily, Tristan's sister, had a water birth with uh, her firstborn. And I have only ever heard good things. Everybody who has a water birth says, oh, it was so good. It was amazing. It was like warm and supportive. And the buoyancy, I think that has, a, that plays a massive part in it. So that would be my preference. There are only two baths, I think, though, in the unit of however many rooms there are regardless. I'm pretty sure there are only two baths. And the important thing to say in that is that if you have an induction, you cannot have a water birth. Which is so annoying. Basically, I... This vlog that I watched, right, she had an induction and then she went in the bath. So this is what I mean about every hospital is different. This is an NHS hospital, so still in the UK, but just like different consultants and different units have different rules. And that's fine. 
But she was allowed. Our consultant said, no, no, no. Once you're induced, we're going to put you on an oxytocin drip and then you won't be able to go in the water because you'll have all the tubes connected to you. And I was like, well, per- firstly, I think if I wasn't a drip, I'm sure it would be so fine to go in the bath anyway because so I'm not getting the drip wet. I also... It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, I know that our consultant, I mean, if you listened last week, she was a dick. Um, <laughs> and not just in, not just like me as an opinion, she was a dick. She was yeah, a dick to us. She wasn't very good. Um, and wasn't particularly good. She didn't know what triploidy was. She thought we had triplets. It was just an absolute car crash of an appointment. Part of me doesn't trust what she was saying in some parts. Mm. So hence why I'd like to speak to our actual consultant yes. and get her take on it all. Because to me, I, I think like if if you've been induced and now you're in active labour, like w- what's the difference? Active labour is just active labour. Can you not then go in the water if that's your sort of pain relief method of choice? I don't know. Well, uh, we, we, we will find out these questions and we will let you know. But yeah, I mean, that that will always be my preference. I just think it sounds the most calm. I think it sounds the most secure. I think that the idea of being on a hard, uncomfortable bed, I just already know. Like, you think like, you have period cramps, right? I know, obviously, labor's like a whole other kettle of fish. But you go through period cramps. The last thing you want to do is, like, lie on your back on something hard. What you do is you run yourself a bath or a hot shower, and the heat really helps. So that's, that's that, that. those are my thoughts and feelings. Now, I just want to clarify once more for my own sanity. This may well change, okay? Everything is up for uh, an alteration at some point. Not an altercation, indeed. We do not want any violence during the labour. But an alteration. Tristan is just looking at me like, what are you chatting? I don't really know. It's Friday. It's been a very long week. We're both very tired today, so I think we're slightly delirious. We're, we're what is it? High on the vibes of life? We're vibing on the high of life? Who said that? Someone in I'm a Celebrity last year. Uh, yeah, is it Bev? <laughs> yeah, Bev. Yeah, she, was, Bev. she was great. We said that before on this podcast. Have we? Yeah. Oh, God, I need to get a new catchphrase. I can't even say it correctly. I don't even know what the wording is. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's all partial to change. As it stands, preference water birth. If I have to be induced, most likely just going to opt for an elective cesarean. And I think that's where we're at. An elective what? Cesarean. Fricka, fricka, fresh. Cesarean. I prefer C-section because I think it's easier to say than cesarean. And imagine as well, like if you're very stressed and going into labour and a lot's going on, the last thing you want to try and pronounce is cesarean. Oh, Squidge kicked when I said that. Maybe she wants, may, ah, uh, could go one of two ways. Either she wants a cesarean, bloody hell. Either she wants a cesarean. It is hard. It's the A before a cesarean. It just kind of runs away with you. Or it means that she doesn't want one. I prefer the phrase sunroof. Yeah, coming out the sunroof. So get her out the sunroof. Yes. And that's what you have to say to your consultant. You could lift her up like the Lion King. Not you. It's a circle of life in my head. It's a circle of life. That's the same song. Is it? That's the beginning of the song. Do you know what? I think we've sung three times today. That's far too much. I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah, That's it for today. (laughs) If you like what you heard, the best way to support us is to leave a review, share with your friends, family, parents, guardians, sunroof babies. And don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. There's something so idyllic about the phrase like a sunroof baby. I just feel like they're really chilled and nicely tanned and just happy. Maybe eating ice cream. Sunroof. I like it. (laughs) Anyway. It's not spray tan, baby. It's sunroof, baby. Yeah, but like, you know, if you have your sunroof open, it means the sun's shining. Sunbed? No. no. Don't put anyone in a sunbed, especially not a baby. <laughs>
but please do get involved. It will make our day. And don't forget, you can see our faces over on Instagram. Miranda.Burns. Tristan.Hall and Test, Test Tube, Tube Baby, Baby Pod. Pod. Four. Sorry, I'm going to <laughs> Podcasts. That's disgusting. Love you. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.